Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, recruiting animal here on February 20th, 2019. When I was a little kid, I thought it was February, not February. Anyway, look, there was a controversy recently in the news about the dress that the governor of Michigan wore when she gave a major speech. You know, it was a nice royal blue dress, but look, it was form-fitting. Yes, it was. You could clearly see her navel, okay? And some people thought it was too tight for business. So I posted about it on my Facebook group for recruiters because I always see articles about how to dress for an interview, so I assume that it's important for us as recruiters to know what the current standards are for business dress. Well, some people in my group didn't like that. They didn't like me doing that. They said, hey, pal, it's sexist to talk about women's clothes. So then one woman in the group, just to show me how smart she was and get back at me, she posted an article from Cosmopolitan magazine about John Hamm. John Hamm. He's the star of Mad Men, and the article had lots of pictures of him lots of pictures and uh the point was (laughs) that you can see his genitals outlined in his pants in every picture okay so then the question became not about the dress it became should this guy be wearing some kind of covering for the same that a woman wears a bra Okay. Well, I'd never heard of such a thing before, so it did seem a little outrageous to me. But I said to myself, you know, if people are going to judge the tightness of women's clothes, I think it's fair to consider uh, a similar issue for men. I want to be fair. Okay. So we discussed it. And uh, I think that generally speaking, we're very fair on uh, Jerry. Jerry! Actually, the recruiting animal. Thank you. Uh, and I want to thank my sponsors, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the online interview technology, HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and PC Recruiter. You know what they are? They're the Swiss army knife of recruiting software. Jerry actually is, is not here. He called in. He said, I'm here, but I'm going to be busy on other calls. He just wants to say he's here so he can get paid, Okay. 
<laughs> but then he screws off. Nice guy. Otherwise, he'd be screaming bloody murder about my introduction. So I'm going to go straight to the guest. Uh, guest, are you here today? Are you, did you show up? John Fabello. Did the guest show up? Is anybody on the line? Heard your, he may have heard your <laughs> opening monologue and hung up. Hold on a second. I think that monologue, Michael G. Cox, I think it was fair. Okay. What about you? Did you think it was did you think it was fair, Mike? No, I'm not gonna touch that. I said, Come on, Kathy. Kathy, you you don't have a boss except except maybe your husband. That was a decent topic, wasn't it? What was the topic? I don't even know what the topic was. Uh, yeah, exactly. Look, I got navels and penises. Oh that right yeah. oh, that's right. Yeah. You couldn't remember could couldn't keep it in your mind for a minute. You know what? Hold on. She's on oxygen, right? You've got oxygen. On and <laughs> off. On and off. On and off. I'm not on it full time. Okay, right. well maybe that's why you couldn't remember the intro that happened thirty seconds ago. <laughs> I do have that problem. I do. Okay. Well, look, I, I think I'd never, you know, seen an issue like. But Kat, what's her name? Lori Bruderman. In, in all fairness, most of us have that problem, Kathy. It, it has nothing to do with your oxygen levels. It's, oh, it's thank more you. about the. Uh, it's more about the model Okay, but you know what? <laughs> Lori Bruderman was on this show once, uh, many years ago, and she told us she gave us a whole slew. That's before your time, Mike. She said, "Look, don't wear bra straps that I can see." Uh, right, you know, I remember the whole bra topic. Yeah, she said, it don't was... wear a bra that's too tight. It's going to look bad. You're going to be uncomfortable. Make sure you wash your clothes. I don't want to smell anything on you. She was, you know, she's a, a, a famous HR person. She's not the recruiting animal. If she can talk about those things, you know, other recruiters can can talk about them too, okay? John Fabello, did you show up yet? I don't you know, the guy got in touch with me this morning. He said, how do I get, you know, call in? And, you know, I sent him the phone number. I sent him a direct link. And the guy's still not here. Okay? That's not nice. That's message. not fair. Maybe he got hit message. by a car. Maybe he got hit by a car. Anyway, I, I'm going to move on. Okay? So the first what question was do? I was going to ask him what he thought about form-fitting clothes. Okay? <laughs> well, let me ask anybody here. Uh, hold on. Let's see who else is here, okay? 561, that's the guest from a few weeks ago, right? Rockstar. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I had it on mute so you wouldn't hear all the things I'm doing in the background. We can hear everything. You're not on mute. <laughs> Why don't you put yourself on mute? Because there's all kinds of noise. Someone's bringing a lot of noise in. Oh, hold on. Area code 903. Maybe maybe the guest decides to show up. Area code 903. Is that you, John Fabello? Area code 903. Speak up. <laughs> what a show this is turning out to be. Okay, does anybody want to comment? On, okay, what about this? Next question. Uh, Bernie and Biden, they're both running for president. What are they, going to be 80 years old when they're presidents? Does anybody think they're too old? Because that's an issue for us, ageism. If they're too old to run the country, they're certainly too old for anybody to hire. Okay. Michael G. Cox, you first. Is, is Bernie is Bernie too old? He's going to be eighty. To be, to be no, man, if he can get the job done, I'm sure he'll he'll be fine. Okay, so if he came to you today and said, "I want to be a salesperson for your company," and what was the guy? Seventy-eight years old, seventy-nine, seventy-seven. Say, okay, burn. I feel the burn. Would you feel the burn? 
<laughs> That's funny. Um for an entry level sales position? No, that, that's he's probably that well. Because he's got a lot more experience than that. Okay, that's not going to hold him. Kathy, it would you hire somebody it. like that? Kathy, would you hire Bernie? I, I would. It would depend on his experience. I think anybody can do sales. And I am Ooh. so anti age discrimination. You're right. You know? Okay, so you I'm guys, sorry, so 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 hold on. Let's let me twist this fantasy a little. Let's say they had the right experience. Let's say the, the Bernie was a sales rep in your industry. He's 79 years old. He comes to you looking for a job. Michael G. Cox. Now you you've lost that excuse. Would you hire him? 79. 79. If he has like. Two years experience in sales, outside sales, B two B, within the past three to four years, absolutely. He should definitely. Okay, so be age is not the issue. Seventy nine, you you would hire an eighty year old man, is that right? I would certainly try. If if he if he demonstrated the ability and and the propensity to handle the cold calling and the the volume of work that we have here specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't see why he shouldn't be considered. Okay, well, don't tell me it's harder to work at your place than it's harder to be the president of the United States, okay? Well, I'm not saying it's harder. It's just not going to pay as much. I have visions of death of a salesman right now. That movie. (laughs) It was so depressing. How old is Willie? He was just in his 50s. Willie Willie Loman couldn't have been more than 55. I know. And selling those chais and, oh, my God. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I got a question. Here's another one. There's a, a there's a, a personality assessment tool called Pi Metrics. Okay? And here's what it does. Who's who's whose phone is making that echo, okay? I, I it's don't driving think me it's crazy. Mine, it's yours? I said I don't think it's mine. No, you usually have a good connection. Anyway, there's this Pi Metrics. It's a, you, you give all your uh, employees a game to play online. They play this game. You identify the top performers. Then anybody who applies for the job, when they play the game, they have to match the top performers that you've already got. They have to play the game and show the same skills at the game that your top performers have. Now, some mm. people say... That's anti-diverse. You're only going to keep hiring people who are like your top performers. Is that wrong? Michael If, if I'm hiring people to play that game, that's a great way to go. Sorry, I, I, I didn't understand your answer. You're not hiring them to pay, play the game. You're testing okay, them with then, the then game. Okay, then it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> what do you mean? It, 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 I'll probably have, let's say... 15 top performers and not all 15 of those top performers, let's say based on uh, amount of revenue and gross profit that they create, not all 15 are going to perform identically in this game. We didn't say identically. They're going to do well. Well, I'm probably going to have some people that are performing at an average level that will do well also. Okay, let's move on. Kathy, you ready? 
Kathy, Kathy, put the oxygen on. Put the oxygen on, okay? You know, everybody, I just want to tell you, Kathy took a big tire from a tractor, and she put a lot of lights on it and put it over her uh, dining room table, and she's calling it a chandelier. (laughs) I saw the picture of it on. uh, You're talking about the chandelier? Yeah. Oh, no. Like a tractor. Looks like a tire from a donut or a tractor. Anyway, look, Kathy. Kathy, listen. We'll get it on the show. Okay. This is about how to write a recruiting email. This guy published in SourceCon an article. He said you have to show the candidate that you're going to put time into them before you even know that they're going to be profitable for you. That's his whole thing. Don't make it all about the recruiter, your approach to a candidate. Make it about the candidate. So here's what he says. For every person I decide to reach out to, I look through uh, their searchable, publicly available social media, and I do my best to make the most creative cold call or cold email that they've ever had and probably ever will have. This is his big deal. It's like it's Valentine's Day for him. He said, here's some examples. He came across a JavaScript developer he thought was a perfect fit for what he was working on. He looked at the guy's social media. He found out that he was a member of a poetry community, so he wrote him an email in haiku. You know what haiku is, Kathy? You yeah. know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little I do. short Japanese poem. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he, he found a developer, and on GitHub, he said when the guy was a student, he uh, created a Scrabble game. On that you could play online, so he sent the email, the recruiting email, all in Scrabble letters. Every letter was like with a Scrabble uh, uh-huh. piece of the. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, finally, he, he came on a Node.js engineer who built a website called Human Clock. So he got all the other recruiters in his department and him to make a like a human clock and sent the guy a picture. Okay. So he thinks he's doing a good <laughs> job. What, what is God. What do you think? I think he's an idiot. <laughs> I think he's That's an idiot. Well, you know, I think he's he's spending too much time on that. But I think the philosophy of making a a, a cold email all about the potential candidate is right on, and I think that's the way to get their attention. But I think he's spending way too much time on doing that. Yeah, you can get their attention, but that doesn't mean they're going to take the job. You could spend like no. a half an hour making one of these emails. No, it's, it's a waste of time. <laughs> it's very clever, but, you know, how many placements is he making? You I know, think Jerry agreed. Jerry came back. Jerry, did you show up again? Uh, I, I've been here the whole time, just not able to oh, participate. Baloney. We were talking to you. There, I was talking difference. to you. Okay, so you agree with you yeah, agree that, with that, Kathy? That whole thing is stupid. These things that these, I, I assume the guy's a trainer or something? No, these he's little, not a recruiter. These little stories that people come up with to make the crowd just go, oh, that's brilliant, are some of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of. Having yeah, a whole team you. lay out like a clock to email somebody? Yeah. <laughs> God. Meanwhile, another recruiting firm is on the phone with a qualified candidate, get getting them uh, put together. So you yeah, can play the game of money with there if you have that kind of money. That's not exactly scalable. Okay. Doesn't scale. 
doesn't scale. You know, Michael G. Cox, uh, I don't think Jerry likes that scalable. It's one of his bad words. Am I right, Jer? You don't like that scalable, um, right? Well, okay. I've, I've been swayed. Now I see the importance of scaling, scalability. I don't understand it. What scaling. is it? No, okay. Maybe, maybe maybe I should put it like this. You can't do that more than a couple times a day. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there you go. Scalable yeah. means you could make something to an, on a large scale, Kathy. You, you, Gary, you, you can, v. Gary V scales stuff. Yeah, okay. So okay, here's something similar. Here's something similar to another article. Some, someone says, you can't cold call a prospect and leave a voicemail and expect to win business just like that because they get all kinds of voicemails. You have to think about what can you, know, you can do on the voicemail that is really unique. And I, I, a guy on the a Facebook group came up with a good answer. Does anybody want to guess, though, what you can do to stand out on your voicemail? Anybody got an answer? Leave one. Just plain old voice. Okay, that's what, that's Michael G. Cox. You're kind of warm on that. Kathy, got an answer? What do you do to make your voicemail? Well, you I think, I, I hate to say this, and I probably will get a lot of pushback on this, but being female, it has its, its advantages on leaving voicemails. That is sexist. I know. <laughs> Well, so what? Okay. You better delete that off, off the official uh, transcript, animal. When I work in okay. agency, well, does Jerry have a clear? She's on a global public forum here, being a sexist. I know, but yeah. listen, when, I worked, it, when I worked Stop in an agency, I made more placements, and and this was you know 20 years ago. I'd make like 40,000 a month for myself, and they got mad at me because they go, "Well, it's the way you talk on the phone." Well, it got me placements. Yeah. Jerry, she's not sexist. She's a realist, okay? That's, there's a difference. Do you have a suggestion, uh, Jerry? Jerry, uh, Jerry, don't get, Jerry, are you on a speakerphone? I'm on whatever I want to be on. No, you're not. You pick up the phone. He sounds good to me. Okay. I sound great. Yeah, okay. Okay, Jerry, do you have a suggestion for voicemail? I just tell them you're a hottie, okay. and they'll call you back. I mean, I don't, tell them you identify as a hot young thing. I guess. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Is that possible? This is what Koopa Loop. Can we do that? This is your buddy J.F. Coops. Okay. I thought he had the great answer. He said it takes ten, eight to eight to fifteen points of contact before someone starts remembering you and realize that this person is not going to go away. So his point is just keep calling. Make it massive, okay? That makes sense to me. Anybody can never uh, give up. I mean, that's that's a, that's reasonable. Robert Half, I think, is is the current company that that um, kind of like auto calls and and goes straight to my voice message um, every couple days, and and the phone never even rings. They just like ghost call and leave a voice message. Yeah, it's a, it's a little creepy, and and they do that every few days. What, what is a, real, a real person? Is it a robocall or is it a real person, Mike? It's it's an auto it's an automated call. It's I guess robocall, but they they call they leave a voice message. It's the actual human being, the, the local representative 
Um, and you can tell it's a very generic message saying, hey, sorry I missed you, calling to see if we can help and fill any of your gigs kind of thing. Just here to um, Casey, but there, you've got two issues there. The first issue is you know who they are. You're telling us, hey, this guy calls me all the time. So number one, it works that way. If the message itself is lousy, too generic, and canned, that's a separate issue, okay? Yeah, okay. Can I share something with you that I used to do? Who's this? And it, and it works. This is Rob. Who is it? Rob Smith. Rob Smith. Go ahead. Yeah. So I used to leave voicemails like this. I would sit, I would give him a call. I'd say, hey, this is Rob Smith. This is my phone number. Uh, I was referred to you by a common acquaintance, and the reason I'm reaching out to you today is because I have to – and then I'd hang up. <laughs> and And you would – be surprised how many people think that the voicemail just got cut off and they call you back. It sounds tricky, but it works. I'm, try, I'm, I'm not kidding. Try it. I might, might have to give that the gold star uh, for, the, for the day. It is. <laughs> so, it's unique. You. It's unique. He came up with something unique. Yeah. And, and I'm going to do an ad. Rob, you say you used to do that. What made you decide to stop doing that? I don't recruit anymore. I'm in software. So I don't make those phone oh. calls anymore, but I did. I got you. <laughs> okay. He's, he's a competitor this, for I'm my, curious, for my Rob, sponsor. You're in software, so, you're, so you probably have somebody working in sales. Is that somebody something that your sales team does? No, oh, we don't do uh, cold call sales. We, uh, all our marketing is done online. Okay. You can tell us the name. What's the name of your – what is it, Rocket, Rocket Hire or something like it's, that? <laughs> it's Rockstar Rocket. Finder. It's Rockstar Finder. You're familiar with that term, Rock, Rockstar, Rockstar right? Finder. You are one. Dot com. <laughs> okay, but yeah. but I my but you know who's paying me? A different company, PC Recruiter, I and I'm going to do an ad for them. I'm going to do an ad for them right now. PC Recruiter, okay. everybody, is you know what's unique about them? They are configurable. Okay, they don't. Uh, that's what really distinguishes them. They don't impose their own idea of workflow management on you. They let you make the software do what you want it to, not what some guy up in head office wants it to, okay? They respect you. They know that you know your own business better than they do, and they want to put the power of recruiting software in your hands. So go check them out. At PCRecruiter.net, the configurable recruiting software company. And the boss there, just for the sake of knowing it, is a nice guy named Martin Snyder. He'll talk to you if you want to talk to him. Okay? And hey, back animal. to the show. Let animal. Me if the... Animal. What? Animal. I what? have been approached by a competitor of PC Recruiter, and I feel like yeah. I need to come clean. Go ahead. Somebody wants to pay me to sabotage every one of the ads for PC Recruiter. And I, just so you know, I'm a man of principle. It was a lot of money, a ton. I turned it down. <laughs> Flat out. I said, no way. No yeah. way. So, uh-huh. Just so you know. Just so yeah. you know. Okay. So there's that. Okay. Yeah, you missed the intro of the show. I thought it was especially good today, by the way. Yeah, I was busy. Uh, terrible. I can't believe he turned down 50 grand from me. Yeah. <laughs> Sweeten it up okay. a little bit and I might I might turn the corner on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Here's a question for, for, for John Fabello, who didn't show up today. He said, what would you do if you asked the greatest weakness question, you know, what's your greatest weakness candidate, and the candidate said, I have no weaknesses? Rob Smith first. I would have to say that that is his weakness by not realizing he has his own weaknesses. Everyone <laughs> Very has good. Very good. And would you tell him I mean, to his he, face? Would you say, look, I don't believe that. Or, look, you know, you're arrogant. You've got hubris. Would you would you confront the person with it right then and there? Or would you just say, hey, absolutely. this guy's got a problem? Absolutely. absolutely. No, I am up front and raw right in your face. So I would tell him right there. What would you say? I would say what I just said. I would say, listen, uh, there's no way you have no flaws. I have flaws. You have flaws. Give me a personal flaw. If you don't think you have a flaw in business, give me something. You're, you couldn't possibly be comfortable with every part of your body. I'm asking you a question. Respond to my question. Uh, okay. Mike? Michael G. Cox? Would you, be that, would you be that forward with Somebody that says they have no flaws or they have no weaknesses? No weaknesses. What's your, what's your greatest weakness on the job, candidate? I have no weaknesses, they, Michael G. Cox. All right. Hey, it was great talking to you, but if you're not going to be serious with me, I, I, I don't feel comfortable sending you forward with this. I, I, really? I don't feel comfortable putting you in front of one of my hiring managers because I'm going to get laughed at if you say something like that. You would actually tell that to the candidate? Why not? Why not? He should educate the candidate next time. Maybe he won't be, you know, so brash. Okay. It's not even a good question. Why would you ask somebody what their biggest flaw is? Because they're not going to be honest. Ask probing questions. They're going to reveal that information. Yeah, I hate that question. Hate it. Does anybody ask it? Does anybody ask the greatest week? I don't. I don't like it either. I think it's ridiculous. It's like asking someone to slit their own throat. Okay. You Jerry, can ask, you, still what awake? Was, you can ask what was the yeah, most challenging. Stupid question. Well, oh, stupid, stupid, stupid. Kathy, stupid. what's your alternate? Kathy, what's your you alternate? You can ask what was your most challenging, you know, situation in the past year, and how did you uh-huh. resolve it? I mean, that that would show you some weakness and how they resolved it. Uh huh. Okay. No. But what? What? I don't know, here, Kathy. Kathy, I'll ask you the next question. What if uh, a woman came in to a, for a face-to-face interview, either with you or your client, right? And is, uh, is woman being key? Is the one because I'm writing this down? Is okay. Well, it, being no, a it woman, could be a, an important. It could be a man, Jerry, but the, I read it. As okay, a, so I, I get all my stuff from. I, I have nothing it. original. I have nothing Dude, original. You I go on. You have to. You have to shape your conversation. To be genderless, man. Either either you get with this or get out. I'm okay, telling you. Well, thank, thank you, Jerry. When you say a woman comes in, you say, okay, a woman comes in for an interview, and I'm thinking, what's she wearing? <laughs> well, that's, well, what, here, that's where I'm going. What's she got she's on? Carrying... Is she hot? Is she a big girl? What's the deal? Who are we talking about? <laughs> she's carrying a purse, okay? She's carrying a purse, but she refuses she to put... I don't know. It's irrelevant. That's key here. She's carrying a purse, and she tells you that, or, or actually, no. You know what? I changed it. She comes in. She says she doesn't want to sit in a, a chair that's facing in a certain direction because of bad feng shui. Would that be Ooh, a problem for feng you? Feng shui. Feng shui. Feng shui. You pronounced it wrong. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, she good looks good on paper. Her resume looks good, okay? Huh. But she's into this feng shui and she doesn't want to uh sit in a certain place. Would that throw you? Would you hold that against her? Absolutely. What's the job? Absolutely. No, what's the job? Is it interior decorator? Interior design? <laughs> no. Facilities design? I mean, what is no, the job? You know, that's that's asking, that's asking for trouble. I mean, she's going to, like, not be a team player, in my opinion. The feng shui won't be there. No, I would just ask her a couple of questions and say, nice to meet you. Goodbye. <laughs> Michael Chicago, wow. would you be that harsh? Mike? I don't know. I've never had that situation where somebody comes up. And you have an imagination. Don't you? Can't you imagine it? Uh, I would probably try not to be that harsh. Um, mm-hmm. you know, my, my filter has saved me from a lot of weird situations. Okay, would you rule her out, though? If if she's that hard up on feng shui, maybe walk her through the process, through the uh, uh, you know the sales floor and say, "This is where you're going to be. Does this work for you?" <laughs> Anybody yeah, else I mean, want to talk? I'd go with Any... it. I'd ask. <laughs> you I'd like ask it. for some office office uh, structure tips. I mean, what's wrong with feng shui? Are you against it? Yeah, well, it's, yeah. <laughs> Are you yeah, an yeah. anti-fung swayite? He's got no fung. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Who's area code 210? Me. Okay. But there's a, but there's another a area code. There's another area code 210 just called yesterday. Somebody else from San Antonio? Speak up. Where's our guest? Okay. Uh, our guest, I don't know where he is. He's not here. He didn't show up, Jer. The peanut okay. gallery is the guest today. I had a question for him. I was going to ask him if he was disruptive in any way. It's important to be disruptive in, in the market. Do you think it is? I'm going to deviate, nope. Animal. Since he didn't show up, would you have him as a guest again? If he came up with a good reason, yeah. But you know okay, what? What if he it said happened. he had a flat tire? <laughs> I'd say, why were you in your car at the time that this show was supposed to go on? Right. So, would you have him on again? I would have him on if he if he sounded serious. Although I'll tell you, I I had there was a, a woman who booked to be a guest on the show and she she didn't show up and then she rebooked again. I said okay, and uh, she didn't show up the second time. <laughs> and then once and then the cup that was a few years ago and then uh, then this year. All of a sudden, I got a message from her on – I never talked to her again, and, she, and I didn't pursue it. Then uh, I got a message from her, and she said, you know, I'm sorry I didn't show up those two times. I had some problems. So I said, okay. And she posted on her on her Facebook feed, I felt so bad about this for so many years, and I, I approached this guy, and, and he just said it was okay. <laughs> she was really relieved, so I felt good about that. That's my little story. Yeah, you, you let her, you know, absolved, you absolved her of her guilt. You should have let her live with it. She had mental problems I didn't know about, but I'm glad oh, I, I okay. didn't. All I'm right. glad All I right. didn't pursue it, okay? Yeah, She's feeling a little a better reason. now, and she good. wanted to handle okay. that. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – so nobody here is disruptive, but I'm going to do an ad, okay? For, for our good friends at Hire Tool, they are – you know, there's a, uh, it's a crowded market now. 
with these uh, sourcing companies. They're, they're coming out of the woodwork, but Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, it's still the leader. It's still the one everybody talks about. It's still the one when there's a question on Facebook, you know, what do you use to find email addresses? Hire Tool, what's your favorite sourcing tool? Hire Tool. You go to HireTool.com. You don't have to be a, a Boolean genius. You put your search in their fields, in their form, just in normal English, and they create the search string for you, and they search a wide array of websites, LinkedIn, Facebook, GitHub, Stack Overflow, you name it. Then they return a list to you of candidates ranked from top to bottom. They guess based on all kinds of information uh, in the Internet uh, footprint of these different people, who's going to be ready to leave. Who, and then they also guess what salary this person should be at. So, and they're, uh, as I said at the beginning, they're famous for delivering personal and professional emails and phone numbers. You can actually go there to HireTool.com and uh, sign up for their free Chrome extension and try that aspect of it out. HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. Go there now. Back to the show. We don't have any disruptive people here. I, I, I'm disruptive. At least this show was considered to be disruptive at one time. And next month it's been on for 12 years. Okay? And I say it's still disruptive. And any of the people who are regular callers are part of that disruption. Okay? There you go. Okay? You're going to have Does a case anybody... or anything? Okay. <laughs> For next month, no, no, sometimes I play some. Oh, you know what happened last week? I thought last week was a great show. We had a guy who uh, recruits CEOs, and there's never been anybody recruiting that kind of person on a regular basis on the show before. And so I, I found it really interesting. But at the end of the show, when most of you guys have signed off, I like to play old criticisms of the show. Lots of them came from Jerry's uh, old <laughs> after show. So I, I either play Jerry saying this show was crap, I didn't learn anything, or this time I played Andy Gregory saying, "What a vanilla show! This was so unexciting." And, and the guy, the guest was still, the guest was still on. He thought that I was talking about him. <laughs> he thought we were talking about him. So I had to reassure him after I that it was a really good show that was like from eight years ago or, or something like that. So sometimes on the yes, anniversary, yeah. March seventh, sometimes yes, I like to play old criticisms of the show. Okay, now to another topic. Uh, I heard uh, a new term this the last couple of weeks that I, I like, magic ponies. A magic pony is a candidate who wins with recruiters by being very exciting. It's the person is, I don't know what qualities they have, but you get so excited about them that you're willing to overlook issues like their level of experience or their actual accomplishments. You hire them and they underperform. I'm wondering if anybody has ever experienced a magic pony like that. Now, now, sometimes I've run into candidates like that, but those are the people who are actually good. I find if I get really excited about someone, that's usually a really good candidate. So I don't know if I've ever had a magic pony. Mr. Smith, you want to comment on that? He's gone. Jerry. Got ever had a magic no, pony? I don't want to comment on it. I heard it. I'm still involved in the show. Uh, topic doesn't interest me. Magic pony. You don't want to comment. Michael G. Cox. Magic ponies. Um, I, I I can't recall any that I've had, but I know my hiring managers have. They get 
hung up on certain things that don't make sense to me. I tend to focus on uh, experience and, and performance and show me the numbers kind of thing. Again, I'm dealing with sales uh, recruiting. Um, but every now and again, I'll have a hiring manager that says, yeah, this person is going to kill it. This is my my ticket to hitting my number this year. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't control all the decision-making here. So Hold they'll on, bring Michael somebody G. Cox, on. Michael G. Cox, Michael G. Cox, first of all, if you're working with salespeople, that's the perfect place to meet a candidate who's charming and, and exciting. I mean, yeah. don't you meet people with, you know, personalities that – that you find uh, very uh, enlivening, let's say. That's, that's what it's all about. No, okay, well, and you it's, never... not what it's, it's not what it's all about because I focus on their performance. Um, you know, have done, want to do again, will do again for us kind of thing. And that tends to verify the, the um, bombastic attitudes and the – folks that call themselves rainmakers and whatnot, once I get past all of that jargon and say, okay, so what was your number last year? What was your quota for 2018, 2017? They say, oh, well, I'm not too sure what my quota was. That raises red flags. What was your percent against quota? Oh, you hit 115%. Congratulations. Where was President's Club? And and uh, how? when did you go? What were the dates? And how was the weather? The, these it's just a conversation that's uncovering proof um, or, or, you know, validating what they're actually So if they saying. say they want a president's club, you'll start act, asking them about the specifics of the trip they went on to expose any lies? Is that not, not that what you're saying? Not just to expose lies, but to verify it. Uh-huh. Just, and oh, you're saying – Cool. Tell me so, about that. And, it, again, so, it's so, not th- – this isn't so – you know, I'm not so calculating. I'm just having conversations. Okay, but 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 there's hiring managers that they mm-hmm. get swayed. What is it that sways them? What do they get so excited about that you don't get so excited about? What? How do they get deceived when you don't? When Michael G. Cox doesn't doesn't uh, get seduced? Uh, lots of hiring managers uh, that I've worked with will will be seduced by athletes. And, and I'm still, I still don't see the correlation between the, the, you know, uh, the ability to break a tackle and sell software. Um, I, I don't see the correlation between athletes and, and sports. Um, again, great. They, they, they played football for a, uh, you know, the, the Cowboys, but help me to understand what your sales process is, what you have sold in the past. And, so and, hold on and that, a second. No, no, wait a second. So your manager, your hiring manager, what, will they have a chat about this person and, and they, they like, they enjoy talking about football and so they like the guy? Or will they just see it in the resume that the person was a, a, pro, a professional football player and that sells them? What are we talking about here? I, I just wonder what's, yeah. what's the poniness? What's the magic in this pony? How does it happen? A lot of it is, you know, you, you tend to focus too much on the cut of someone's jib. I really like this guy. Had a great conversation with him. Very personable. Played college ball. Um, and, and, and those tick all the wrong boxes or boxes that are, you know, nice to have but not important to the role 
again, in my opinion. Okay. And if I come across an individual like that, great. It's very important to be a well-rounded individual that can have great conversations. But for this position, you're going to have to do these things. Tell me about the successes that you've had in these activities. And, and, and what is, again, just focusing on numbers helps to really suss out whether this individual is going to be successful in Okay. Our sales environment. Okay. Now, but Kathy, I'm, I'm Kathy was out here, what, man. You're, you're losing the audience, Animal. Michael G. Cox, you're great. Animal, <laughs> what, what's the deal here? Is the show over? I just wanted. I, I know we went on a bit long, but I thought it was an important issue. But well, I thought Magic what, Ponies are. What, what was the issue? College sports? Cowboys well, football? Uh, let's just let's just <laughs> move on. Let's just let's just pass on it. Let's just pass. We don't have to talk okay. about it anymore. That's a great suggestion. We went off on a bit of a tangent, but then again, I don't know. I don't think it's a tangent at all. I think that's a fundamental. I let it go because I think that would make a great clip out of this show about how to (laughs) how to deal with somebody who's got an exciting personality. You don't want to hire them for their shallow personality. You have to get some substance in there too. And and you know how do you keep a level head when obviously Michael G. Cox is telling us he does and other people don't. So. There's a lesson there. I, think. I, I, I caught on uh, some documentary or something recently on Netflix that the people with the personalities that are really over the top, glib, exciting, engaging, those are psychopaths. You know, psychopaths, psychopaths all have that characteristic, every one of them. Uh-huh. Like Ted Bundy. Yeah, but, all those yeah, that, people, doesn't, very engaging, that doesn't mean everybody – Go ahead. No, I didn't say everybody. I said psychopaths almost all, and I'm adding the word almost this time just so you don't try to catch me in some trick bag later. Almost all psychopaths are of that over-the-top, in-your-face, you know, engaging personality. Uh, and and, but, and, and my, my point is – That's true. And, they and get everybody that, involved on their mission. They They get everybody moving – Towards their plan, and everybody's thrilled about it. Michael G. Cox, what's your comeback on that? No, I I agree totally, but if that psychopath happens to have a great track record that I can verify in sales, Mm -hmm. I'll definitely consider them. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but you know what? You would be not everybody who's got an engaging personality is a psychopath, Jerry. Okay. You sounded like it. No. Okay. Okay. Next issue. I'm going to put out the. I'm going to put out the next issue, but I'm going to do an ad while you guys are thinking about it. I want to know if job hopping is still an issue for any recruiters because I've read that employees who stay in companies for longer than two years earn 50% less over the course of their professional lifetime. 50%. I don't know if that's true, but that's a perfect reason for not hanging around it is not good to stay in one place for too long and yet recruiters still look at what is this this an ad no that's a question for you guys i'm going to do an ad while you think of your answer okay okay i'm going to i'm going to do an ad for hone it h-o-n-e-i-t everybody honeit.com is phone interview technology it records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers 
quickly hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, it speaks volumes. You can't get that from a resume or a dry report. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of the sizzle. Yeah, with Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T. Look, especially if you've got the kind of person we were just talking about, the exciting personality, you want to deliver that message to the person who's going to make the decision. Okay? And it also turns what, the whole... What am I supposed to be thinking about? <laughs> what are we thinking? I'll give a job hopping, Jerry. I'll get back to it. Job I just want to say, I just want to say that hone it, hone it turns the hone whole... It interview into a a typed out transcript as well that's searchable it really makes it fun and easy to do an interview you don't have to worry about taking notes and next week i'm going to have a new ad actually i told uh i told nick that i was going to do a different ad today but i forgot so i did the old ad but you got that's uh, a message okay so so is kathy still with us is kathy still honored she you have to go for the oxygen yeah Okay, Jerry, job hopping. Yeah. Does it make a difference to you? You're dealing with contract personnel. I don't think it really counts not, to you. Am no, I right? Not always. Do you keep saying that all the time? You've been saying that for a decade, and it's just not <laughs> true. I work with full-time people. Yeah. I understand the difference. Uh-huh. I, you know, I, I don't only work with people who do contracts. But, no, the, the people who don't change jobs frequently make 50% less. That's, that's the most yeah. ridiculous thing I've ever heard. What? That's absurd. So are you telling me that anytime you bump into somebody that's worked at the same place for five years, his salary is like $32,000 for everybody I don't know else in the short, making 70? I don't know in the short that's term, ridiculous. but over the course no. of a full career. But you no. know what? Let's say, it's, let's say it's not 50%. They're saying it's substantially less. If you want to make money and you want to advance – You've got to go from company to company. You can't stay in one place. Do you disagree with that, Jerry? Well, when I when I run into people that have somehow been at the same place for ten years, their salary is pretty much the same as the people that just got hired there. You tell me. Are, okay. Are there these anomalies out there of people who have been in the back room and have never been given a raise and they were tricked into staying? And I don't think so. Uh-huh. I really don't. Uh-huh. What what's Mike, been, what's Michael been your Adam, wait, what's been your experience, Adam? Uh with that? I I I, I yeah, haven't noticed the, that that that's true. Fifty percent seems uh, like like with you, seems outrageous. And if somebody's been only a year or two at a number of positions, they're suspect. I think people are still afraid of hiring them. It hasn't become uh like a gig economy really. It's, it's, I, 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 I read, you I read this. Level up, though. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to change jobs to, to bring yourself current. I mean, if, if you do find yourself falling behind uh, with your salary, yeah, move on. And then you'll Although be right I will back note in the game. something as well. I will note something as well. Like Jason, okay. our good friend JD, he said he would never call anybody well, who's been at a, he would never call anybody who's been at a company 10 years. But you know what? That doesn't necessarily mean they're they're losers, or that they're never going to move, or that you know they're they're just you know. Yeah, I, 
once again, the dude is a genius, and I kind of have that same feeling myself. I mean, that person has a history of telling recruiters to buzz off, a history of denying opportunities, entrenched in their own say-no mentality. I'm not going to chip away at that iceberg. I'm moving on. Sorry. Michael Michael G. I, I think it depends on the client. If I mean I'll I'll have conversations with hiring managers and and you know let them know, you know, talk to them about a candidate or or the the profile that they want to build. And if they're really focused on not having anybody, you know, they they don't want to see anybody that has less than a two-year tenure average, and and they're really stuck on that. You know, I I can I can have a quick conversation about how I think that might be short-sighted, but I'm not going to waste too much time trying to convince them of something else. I'll just give them what they want. Okay. I don't believe that Michael G. Cox answered your actual question. Yeah, he but didn't answer it, but you you told me not to let Michael G. Cox talk too long. <laughs> He'll start rambling on you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Here's here's a question. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I don't know which question to ask because people are going to accuse me of being sexist on, on this one. I read an article. It said you? if you happen to have, yeah. What? <laughs> no. If you if you happen to have more classical female traits, female traits such as being courteous and more of a shepherd than a top-down leader, you're not going to be seen as leadership material by recruiters or hiring authorities, okay? And so a couple of questions. Uh, do women really have these traits more often than men, or is that just a stereotype? And, and is it true? Stereotype. What? It's a stereotype. Yeah. Pick up your – are you on your speakerphone, Jer? You have a, it's a bad connection, in my opinion. Can you pick it up? I refer to Kathy's earlier assessment. I sound Kathy's great. not on the line anymore. Kathy's not here. There, how's this? Can't how's this? Pick up the phone. You're not going to break did. your arm. I did. Okay. <laughs> I did. Okay. So yeah. Okay, but okay. So that Come you on, say man. it's a stereotype. You say it's a stereotype. But what about the, 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 the women yeah. are the women are followers and sheep? <laughs> no, yeah. they're shepherds. They're they're not tough managers. They're you know they're team oh. players and all that stuff. You know they're nice. Oh, then I need to rethink. I thought you said that they were sheep. I couldn't hear you. I was on speakerphone. Yeah, they said they're more of a shepherd. A shepherd is not a sheep. A shepherd guides the sheep, right? So are you talking about more like mothering instincts, like dare I say, uh, natural gifts and talents given maybe, through uh, yeah, the uh, generation? Maybe, yeah, yeah. Are are they more that could be. different kinds of bosses? Are are women di- a different boss? That's the question. Are women a different kind of? Do they have a different management style? And uh, is that management style discounted by most most guys as as being weak or uninteresting? Yeah, I don't know. The Mike, do you have a, a comment? In my limited experience with the bosses, I would say absolutely not weak and not discredited. But that's just my own personal. You, I don't know, understand what you're saying. That uh, no, that, that the answer you can't tell. They are, they are not weak and they are not discredited. But again, that's okay. just my own personal. But do they character. have do they have a different style, generally speaking? Mine were a lot tougher on me, man. 
lose. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's yeah. not not according to that theory. Now here's a question that, that Jerry uh, spoke about. I published it. He said um, asking for referrals by email is a very bad thing to do. I, I kind of agree, but I've done it before. I've done in the, not recently, but in the past. Anybody got a Jerry? You want to talk about that? I'll, I'll clarify. Asking uh-huh. for a referral in your first email, dare I say, quote, reach out to somebody, yeah. is as lame as you can possibly get. Hey, animal, I found your profile on LinkedIn, and you look like you would be a perfect fit for my customer. Oh, if you don't want to check it out, I'll give you $200 if you'll give me your friend's name. <laughs> God. That's what they all sound like. Oh, oh, hold on! I, I, like I sorry, minutes. I cut Kathy off. Wait a sec, Kathy wants you to did. talk, and I, I, and I had some, I, I had something important to say, but it's, it's, it's going back a few topics. Can oh, I do okay. that? Oh. Yeah, go ahead. I, go ahead. About the magic okay, pony, not about magic ponies. Well, <laughs> you'll probably moan over this, but when I went to Berkeley, I took a class uh, taught by Harry Edwards, who was a former Black Panther. And it was on the sociology of sports, and they talked about he talked about how sports mirrored what was going on in society at the time. So when you're talking about would you hire a football player to be a salesman, I would I would say to you, well, what are the qualities that made him a great football player? It was the tenacity, it was the drive, it was the never give up attitude. Why can't that be transferred to a sales role? Michael G. Cox? Why can't it be? Yeah, I mean, the guy, if it's successful in sports... You know what? I'm going to answer for Michael. I'm going to answer for Michael G. Cox, Kathy. The thing is, unless it's an entry-level position, if if it's a kid coming out of school, yeah, maybe that makes sense. But if he's going for a senior sales position, he better have more proof than the fact that he played football, okay? He better have some sales numbers. Well, I agree. It depends on the level. It does have. It does depend on the level, but I don't think you can count them out for even a, a, a medium position, um, because those qualities are are hard to find in candidates. No. Okay. Okay. Thank you, that's Kathy. That's all I wanted to say. No, that's mm-hmm. fine. That's 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 great. Okay, Jerry. Anything else to say about referrals? Are you saying that you can't get referrals that way? Is that what you're saying? It doesn't work. I'm saying it's pretty lame to stick it right in your first contact with somebody that doesn't even know you. There's uh-huh. no quicker way to look exactly like every other recruiter on the planet than asking for a referral after you tell somebody that they'd be perfect for your customer. It's no quicker way. But they might not be uh, – Jerry, it's just a fact. The person could be perfect, but they might not be interested, okay? Well, there's nothing, there's nothing contradictory Secondly, about that. They say they're not Secondly, you don't have to ask them. They know. If no, if they they're don't. not interested. <laughs> no, they yeah. don't. Oh, people don't know that recruiters want names. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they not not only do they don't. Uh, Kathy, I'll get back to you. JD, our friend Jason says you have to wring their necks to get those names out of them. Okay, you need those names now. You can't wait for some future date. You know when you've built up a so-called relationship. No, what I'm saying is you're not going to have a relationship with the with the people that aren't interested in connecting with you right now. 
You got to keep finding them again down the road. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Again, Kathy. Exactly. I agree right. with you because I did that. Try being someone. just some ugly, ugly old semi-retired white guy. <laughs> Try getting referrals on your first email to somebody. Yeah, you don't. It's not going to happen. No. It's not going to happen. Kathy. So say, Kathy. save your breath. Kathy. Yeah. Kathy. What? You're just agreeing with Jerry. What? Yeah. You're just I agreeing agree with, with Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. Well, hey, I, more money to I, I, Animal, I agree as well, and we actually call those assholes. <laughs> assholes, yeah. Okay. What if it's more than two hundred bucks? What if it's a thousand dollars? No one change has, anything. No one pays. I never paid for a referral in my whole career. Okay, well, you just well, told us you don't have to. You're a woman. True. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You know, okay. I'm yeah. so sick of not being. I'm so sick of not being able to embrace my feminism. You know, and there are differences, and I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. I'm sick no, of this whole clam it up, thing. Kathy. Clam it. Uh, well, you know, you know what else <laughs> they're doing now? They're going to make it so that there's a third gender in the U.S. where it's uh, you know for transgender or whatever. What are you going to do for the census? I mean, the whole thing has just gone off the wall. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Well, I I'm, can no longer be a part of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I rather not follow that never, tangent. I never yeah, Kathy, you're you're alienating us. No. Okay, we're all uh, no. we're we're no, all woke. Okay. We're the all woke. Are, hey, the cops are on their way. Yeah. Hey, I never hey. talk politics on Facebook. <laughs> We'll we'll need to see your papers very soon. Okay, hold hold on a sec. Before we're finished, area code 858, do you want to say something? You're not the guest by any chance. No, that's me. 858. That's you? That's that's me. I had to change. Okay, were you 619 before? Were you 619? I was. Okay. Anybody got any parting words? I really appreciate everybody's patience in the show. I don't know what happened to John Fabello. Maybe he had an emotional breakdown like that girl, Okay. <laughs> Are we going to publicly uh, ridicule him on Facebook? Uh, you know what? I really don't know. I sent him emails. You know what? I'll just mm-hmm. complain a bit since there's no, nobody really okay. listening but us right now. But but these people, I send them to OccupyRecruiting.com. It gives them a whole, everything they have to know about the show. And they send, well, email me. Tell me what I have to know. I mean, it's all there. Listen to a show. It's the same every week. <laughs> what do you want from me? And then the guy, you know, yeah. he, he he was sending me emails. Can you come tell me, blah, 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 and you show up, okay? That's mm. that's the recruiter world for you. Hey, everybody, Jerry, the great Jerry Albright, Michael G. Cox, and Kathy. Kathy, do you have a middle name? Suzanne. Kathy, Suzanne, Manis, Anderson, thank you!
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.